This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play Doctor Online, and I didn't do a show last week. Sorry about that. But as I said in my announcement on the Facebook, uh, it's just too much work. Work got too much in the way. I couldn't couldn't get out of it and, and have enough time to properly prepare a show. So I figured, well, hell with it. I'll just uh, save it for the following week. So hopefully <laughs> I got enough for you for this week. Um, now, since I didn't do a show last week, you had a, a, a at least a, a COVID-free <laughs> Dimland Radio time, sort of. Uh, yeah, there was no show, so of course I didn't talk about COVID because I, you know, but I, I you know, it's gonna, I'm gonna talk about it. And, I, I'll, and I'll try to find some positive within this. Uh, I will say to you, and I'll be very honest, this happens on occasion throughout this, this pandemic. It's This is uh, maybe the second time, uh, at least the second time, where uh, I just, I just got pretty much overwhelmed. Yeah, it was Wednesday night this past week. Uh, I was watching some stuff on the YouTube um, you know, I'll, I'll watch a closer look with Seth Meyers. I'll watch some stuff from The Daily Show. Uh, you know, catch some of that. How they, you know, what they tell about what's going on in the world and in this country presently. And yes, it, there's a certain bias to what they deliver. Um, but they also uh, try to have some humor with it. You know, make a joke here and there. Try to lighten it up a little bit. But I also watched on that Wednesday... Uh, a couple of pieces that uh, Anderson Cooper did on his show on CNN. I guess there's a segment that he calls Keeping Them Honest. I think that's what he calls it. And uh, there was a recent one that he did, which was about 10 minutes of him, well, talking about Fearless Leader and how horrible he is. How we, we couldn't have a worse person at the helm during a pandemic. Uh, and I I know I'm chancing things when I do my show that I'm going to alienate a part of my audience because maybe there's somebody out there that's a supporter of the president. Hey, you know, some of us Americans voted for him and and you know, and and still think that he's 
uh, doing a good job. I, I I have a hard time understanding that point of view. I I, I but I, I you know I, I I don't know how others don't can seriously you know listen to him say China flu and not think racism. Yeah, how can you, you know, how can you not have that reaction with Donald Trump? How, how can you listen to the man talk and not think he's just completely pulling it out of his ass? And he, you know, I I've likened him to uh, a fifth grader giving a book report on a book he hasn't read. Oh no! They did a lot of things. Then there were lots of things done. Some good things, some bad things. Uh, you know, and there was the guy who was the leader of them, and and some liked him, but uh, some didn't. And uh, he was smart, but you know, he did some things, and those things that he did were the things that he did. And and some people were on with it, and you know, there were some good things, there were some bad things too. And is it? You know, I mean, this is the way the man talks. So, anyway. Uh, I guess there was uh, some some person that is a supporter of the president, a fellow that I guess is the CEO of a company that makes beans, Goya. Uh, apparently, he said some glowing things about the president, and the president is a, a thank you to him. Did a did an ad from the White House. It's a photograph of him sitting with a bunch of uh, products from that company, giving two thumbs up and a big greasy smile. You know, should the president be advertising for stuff? Should that be something that he does? Is that is that not wrong? Is there not something in there? Something in the campaign finance laws? Something? Something isn't? The, I I don't know. I don't know. But isn't that wrong to do that? Then there's a picture of his daughter holding up a can of the beans from these guys, and it's just like. We, and what Anderson Cooper was pointing out was that here's the president posing for this kind of a photo opportunity while, while going on right now in his country, at least at the time that Anderson Cooper did this talk, there are 137,000 Americans who have lost their lives to this pandemic. It, and now it's over 141,000 who've lost their lives to this pandemic. And it's you know we're not getting leadership and and cooper po- pointed out the fact that you know the one competent person within the Bush, uh the trump administration dr fauci is being undermined as much as as trump can do um you know he oh publicly says oh we're we have a good relationship oh yeah we got a good relationship yeah we we really good but then behind the scenes you know he's got other people writing attack opinion pieces it's just it's just the one guy who has some competence who has a lot of competence and when you compare him to the president has you know just has millions of times more competence <laughs> it's just uh, so it gets disheartening and i really was just feeling bummed out i just i really was um i guess it's i i i thought about it uh what did people feel like in the middle of the Great Depression? Will this ever end? Are we ever going to get out of this? Is this ever going to get back to normal? Or during World War II? Is this, when is this going to end? Are we ever going to get back to normal? 
well, both huge crises that, uh, that those were that faced this country, they did get out of it, you know. You know, the 1970s. Were we ever going to survive that? Were we ever going to get out of the 1970s? Will polyester clothing ever go away? When when will we become normal again? It's just, you, when you're in it, it's hard to see the end of it. Eventually, this pandemic will pass by this pandemic. It, I mean, it, 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 you know, a vaccine will come up. You know, uh, maybe the maybe the virus will mutate to such a in such a way that it becomes so mild and, and negligible, and it just it just goes away. That's what MERS did. MERS just mutated to a, a much weaker form and just went away. But this one doesn't seem to be, and it's really nasty, and it can it can it can, it can damage your lungs. I was listening to a doctor talking about this, saying that some patients she has, they, they, they survived the COVID, but now they need to get lung transplants because their lungs are shot. And there are some, you know, and, and that, that's the other thing about this. And Dr. Fauci was talking about it at some point, saying, you know, you get about 40% of the people who might, who might get this virus that are just going to be fine. They probably won't even show any symptoms at all, but they'll be giving out the virus. But they probably will just... Not even know they've had it, and then as as you go across the scale, there's it becomes more and more severe, until you get to the people that are, are on ventilators, and then the people who die, and it's just it's just a strange disease. I guess it it, it not only does it attack your lungs, but it can attack your brain. It could cause that neurological damage. It's just ugh. so. I, realizing all that and just knowing that the numbers are going up here in the states and knowing that the president seems to seriously think that if we didn't test for it it wouldn't be there you know if we don't test for this disease it won't it, we won't we won't see any cases zero tests zero cases see see how that works no that's not how it works i mean seriously i mean I, I, okay okay so I, I, I just I get a little a little uh, depressed about it, a little despaired. So I thought, oh jeez. And I gotta get up the next day and I gotta go to the office and I gotta go to work and I gotta go out there. And some in some ways I just man, I wish I could just hold up at home the way some people are able to do it. But I can't. I have to go out there. So what do I do? I wear a mask. That's right. Now that's where I'll try to bring this around to a little more optimistic sort of thing. You can recall, uh, I'm sure you recall a couple weeks ago, I talked about uh, going to a convenience store. I gassed up and I went in, I put on my mask, I went in and I was the only person in the store with at least a dozen people in there, half of which were police officers, and I was the only one wearing a mask. The only one wearing a mask. And I just, it was, yeah. So exasperating. And okay, so um, just earlier this week, I went to Target, and I walked in. I had my mask on. I walked in. All the employees were wearing masks, and most of the people shopping at the store were wearing masks. I saw maybe three or four people without masks on, but virtually everybody else had a mask on. Uh, it, it was uh, there was a couple with their noses hanging out of the mask, and you know that's not how you do it. You got to cover your nose and mouth. 
get a good seal as best you can with a mask. That's what you got to do. And and don't and 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 just don't fidget with the mask. You get it in place, keep it in place, and try not to touch it and fidget with it. It's not easy, I know. But I, I saw that and I was like, I smiled to myself. Nobody could see me smiling because I had the mask on. But I said, yes, yes, they're wearing masks. Excellent. And um, I think it was the next day I went to Walgreens. And as I was walking into the store and I was wearing my mask, there's a sign on the door that said, uh, masks are mandatory. You have to wear a mask to enter the store. You know, I don't know if those are the exact words, but that's what it was saying. And I went, yes. And I walked in, and all the employees were wearing masks, and all the people in the store were wearing masks. And at the pharmacy, and I've had problems with this pharmacy, just looking at the, with the mask thing, the, the pharmacist dude in there would have his nose hanging out from under the mask. Uh, the other people that are assisting, they're not the pharmacists, but they're assisting back there, uh, they would have their masks you know, with their nose hanging out, or the mask would be under their chin, you know, protecting the, the underside of their chin from the virus or just hanging from their ear. But when I went back there, now that one pharmacist wasn't working that day, but everybody I saw back there had their masks on and on properly. And I just went, yes, very good, very good. So that's, that's good. And then I'm seeing in the news that Target and Walgreens and CVS and uh, Home Depot and other retailers throughout the country are mandating the wearing of masks when you enter the stores. They're, they're not waiting for the states or the, or the cities to have these rules put in place. They're not waiting for that. And yeah, sure, they're, you know, they, I hope that they're doing it for somewhat altruistic reasons, but sure, there's the capitalist reason that they want their customers to live so that their customers can continue to be customers. But they also they want to stay open. They don't want stuff to get shut down again. Now, Target will stay open, but other, and Walgreens will stay open, but there might be other retailers out there that are adopting the you have to wear a mask when you come in that might be subject to the shutdown should an additional shutdown happen. Should we get to a point where this isn't working, we reopen too soon, and now we've got this you know, resurging of, of virus, which at this point, it's the numbers are bigger than they were before the first shutdown. So these retailers are on board. And one of the retailers that's on board, now I, I've, seen, I've seen Office Max. I went to Office Max this week, had to wear a mask. I went into a Best Buy, had to wear a mask. Now, I can't remember which was the one that had it, but I think it was the Best Buy. Walk in, I had my mask on already, so, but there's a table right inside the door with a bunch of masks on it. Oh, the, the paper surgical type. They had them laid out. There you go. Have them, you don't have a mask, put one on. Otherwise, you can't shop here. Now, there's another, another big retailer that is, is going to be requiring the wearing of masks, and that's Walmart. Now, not to be unfair to the people who shop at Walmart, but there seems, maybe I'm playing into a little stereotype here, but I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of videos from the Walmarts of people having tantrums about being told to wear a mask. I shouldn't have to wear a mask. And I know that's not the best way to, 
try to influence someone to wear a mask, that we, I should be kinder and, and subtler or uh, more encouraging to people to wear a mask, those that are, who are still not sure about it because, well, geez, you know, at first they were telling us not to wear masks. Well, that was because they didn't want to run out of PPEs. You know, they, they, they needed them for the healthcare workers, so they didn't want us to go, all, you know, scarf up all the N95 masks or even the surgical masks. They didn't want us, the, the public doing that. And, and they learned more about the virus and they learned more about how it spreads. And so the message changes. Okay, now we've got the PPEs are getting in better position, although there's some trouble now because of the surges are, are getting so high. There is some trouble of having stuff. Uh, you know, having uh, uh, the equipment needed in good enough stock, but it's better than it's. A, I guess we're in a better position now than we were in March. I, mean, I hope that's. I hope I'm right. But they've also learned the medical scientists, doctors, and such, and biologists, and the people who are working on this 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 pandemic to try to bring it to an end, have realized. Hey, you know, if we all mask up, we can get in control of this. The 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 head of the CDC just said if if every American would start wearing a mask regularly, we could see these surges come down, and we could be getting this under control within a month to two months. You know, we could see this happen if people would just wear a mask. So, I mean, I've been taken to uh, doing this on Facebook. There's there's a person that uh, that I know personally who has who has spent so much of of their time sharing posts that question the whole COVID thing and question the wearing the masks and question you know is this worse than the flu and all this kind of stuff that that should be long since debunked and long since explained this is no this is worse than the flu if a person gets the flu they don't end up needing to get a lung transplant not that that happens to everybody who gets COVID-19 but it can it's the person you know it's just and and then there's this thing about uh, that I've seen from conspiracy theorists that they're sharing the the you know 90 percent of the people who are who have died from this virus they you know they had pre-existing conditions oh I see so if so the COVID's not killing them it's the pre-existing condition so if there was no COVID this year those people would have died from their diabetes from their asthma from their high blood pressure from their COPD they would have all died in the last four or five months is that what you're telling me? Or did the COVID have something to do with it? I think it did. Um, there's a video, and just to be a little more positive on this, <laughs> it, the masks work. Uh, there's a fellow named, uh, uh, well, he goes on, on YouTube as ZDogMD, but his name is Dr. Zubin uh, Damania. I don't know if I got his last name pronounced right, but um, but ZDog MD has a video. I just watched it today, where he's talking about masks and what they do and how they work and why we should wear them. And he told he gave some information that I didn't I didn't know about this. I and you know I've said it. You know uh, we wear the mask to protect. We wear the masks to protect to protect those closest to us, and that's physically closest to us. If we can't social distance. You put on a mask. If you're going to be inside in an area where there's lots of people, you put on a mask. The mask, 
that you wear protects other people, and the, pe the mask that other people wear protects you. Right? That's what we've been told. And we've also been told, uh, Dr. Steve Novella of the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe uh, podcast has said, uh, we should wear the masks, but we should act as though the masks don't work. Meaning, we should continue to be you know, careful about our distance from each other, uh, that we should continue to wash our hands and do the other hygiene things that can help prevent spreading the virus. But the mask should be worn. So, so ZDog MD tells us there's another you know there are studies coming out that are that are indicating that you know as I said earlier some of these some of the like forty percent of the people who get the COVID will just sail right through it like it's nothing. But then you know but then there's the other people in that remaining sixty percent that will because you know as it moves out to the most severe i mean it's just it'll go from you know oh you you're you're kind of sick for a few days and then you're better to being you're sick for weeks and then finally you get better but then you have lingering stuff and then some you know it just gets worse and worse until it gets to the end to where maybe you die um uh, uh dr zubin damania has said that that it, these studies are indicating that the amount of virus that you are exposed to could determine how bad an infection you get. So wearing the mask helps to keep you from you know taking in as much of the droplets and the the, the virus. So if you get just a little bit of the virus, you might not even. You know, you might not even develop it. If you get enough to develop it, it might not be strong enough for you to get really bad, terrible, awful. But you can still spread. So just so what I've been saying, this 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 person that I know on the Facebook who has been putting all these stuff up. I just today, you know, to four or five of his uh, of the posts, I just said, I said, just wear a mask. Was my comment. Just wear a mask. Now the thing is, this person that I know has diabetes, has asthma, and spent a few days, three days, two, three days, in the hospital with the flu this past winter. This person, if they get the COVID, could be in deep shit. And I don't want them to get the COVID. They're a decent person. I like them. And I don't want to see them get the COVID. And it's, 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 it's so I hope the message gets through to them. And, and, and Z-Dog MD was saying, you know, Shaming people for not wearing masks isn't the way to get them to wear masks. Because he's, he's indicating people will double down and just continue to do their behavior. Yeah, I suppose. But I guess a, a nicer way to say it is, you know, if you're, you know, just the people that were protesting a while back, you know, to reopen, you know, get the end the lockdowns, get us back to work, get them back to their jobs and such. Those people, it seems as though. It's a pretty good chance if the if those people are now refusing to wear masks, you have to you have to connect the two. If you want to reopen the economy, if you want to keep it from shutting down again, wear a mask. That can be your part to keep the economy open, to keep people working, to get you know to get this to get us through this. At the same time, you can get us through this. Be a hero. Stop being selfish. Oh boy, I went past my uh, first break. Well, what do you know? Well, I didn't, you know, I can still take it. So I'm going to. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll return after this break. Yeah. 
Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Oh, and in case I didn't know, mention it, which I didn't, um, uh, uh, ZDog MD is uh, a Dimland Radio science hero for doing the work to get the word out there to wear a mask. And hopefully, we'll get past this pandemic and look back and say, you know, we could have done better. But at least we figured out at some point to wear a mask. Uh, I, um, I don't have. I didn't write this down in my notes, but I figured I'd talk about it. Uh, last weekend, I went to uh, went into the comic book store uh, that I, I do each Saturday uh, morning. Go in and put away comic books that I've inventoried over the previous week, and then pick up some new ones to bring back to inventory and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, the Friday night before I went in, the boss, uh, the owner of the store, uh, sent me a text saying, um, "Use your excellent sniffer and your 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 professional janitorial skills to see if you can find where the dead mouse is <laughs> in the store." This is something that's happened in the past, um, apparently. Uh, my friend that was that's the store manager, but uh, hasn't been working since the pandemic, since the shutdown, we got to figure out how to open up the store. I, I don't know. I, I miss him so much. I got to tell you, I miss my friend so much. And that's that's one of these the things about this pandemic. You know, it's it's just, uh, you know, I I I I. I do talk to him on the phone here and there, and I text him every now, you know, here and there. But it's just, it's nothing like going in each Saturday and seeing him, and I do miss him anyway. Um, so the boss tells me that uh, smells like there's a dead rodent somewhere in the store. See if I can figure out where it is. Oh, great! Thanks. I don't know if you've ever smelt a dead rodent, a dead, you know, the 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 the, the stink 
of uh, rotting flesh. Uh, I don't know if you've ever smelled it, but it's not it's not pleasant. And so I got there uh, Saturday morning. I come into the back of the, the back end of the store, and uh, I'm, uh, I was decided to wear my mask for you know during the even though I'm the only one in the store, I'm not standing on top of anybody or anything. It's like yeah, you know, let's get used to wearing your mask more often. And and so I had it on, and that wasn't really. I mean, it smell still gets through, so you know stuff is still can get through but but it does give somewhat of a barrier okay anyway so I, I i i smell it a little bit and as i went out into the store part there's a this the front of the store um has three uh three aisles and in the center of the aisle is a split you know that goes uh uh that goes uh perpendicular to the three aisles there's a split so you can cut through so there's the the uh, so it's the part that's near the register and the part that's uh, that's near the front door. So I'm I'm in the center aisle and I'm putting stuff away and I can smell I can smell the dead mouse and I and I and I'm, okay where is it and I, and I I I I walk through the aisles I'm sure I did and uh, I I noticed in the center aisle. At a certain part, right next to the Dells, the Dell comics, I was like, "Hmm, it's pretty strong here. It must be around here somewhere." But I, I couldn't see it. But I could see it. <laughs> the thing was, I don't. It's just like I just missed it. See, when I, I, I think from the moment I got into the front end of the store, you know, turn on the lights and look, I saw it, but I didn't. It didn't register that that's a dead mouse lying on the floor. What I thought it was was a big dust bunny. Because that's what it looked like to me. So I ignored it for a bit. I was, you know, I'll clean that up later. But you know, so I'm doing. And I, and every time I was near what was the what I thought was the dust bunny, hmm, that seems like a strong smell. Until it finally dawned on me. Said, wait a minute. And I turned and I looked at it. And yeah, there it was laying right in the middle of the aisle. Was a dead mouse. So I took a picture of it, and I sent it, and I, I took two pictures. I took a picture to show where it was in the aisle, and I took a picture, a picture of it close up to show the dead mouse, and I sent that on to the boss. And I said, well, there it is. And he said, I swear to you, it was not there last night when he was in the store. And we figured what happened was it might have been up against one of the shelvings and just under the under the overhang, and maybe he was shuffling, shuffling some stuff around, or he kicked it with his foot, or something, and somehow he kicked it out into the aisle without realizing he'd done it. Because I'm pr we're, we're pretty sure it wasn't a zombie mouse that was moving on its own. And then just finally stopped right there. But uh, anyway, so I grabbed a, a... We have a shovel. And I grabbed it and I scooped up the, the dead mouse, brought it outside, threw it in a dumpster. And the act of doing that in itself cut the smell almost immediately, almost instantaneously, almost completely. Right, just from doing that, because I went back in and could barely smell. Then I cleaned up that spot of the floor, and I continued with my stuff. And uh, so that's yeah, you know. And I and I told this to the the store manager, and he he had told me that this isn't the first time that a mouse or some sort of rodent had died in the store. He says, but when it's happened before, he could never find it. He just had to. You know, it's, it's just had it might have been inside a wall or behind some shelves or something like that, and he just 
was never able to find it, and he just had to wait out the smell. Just wait it out until it completely, you know, desiccated enough until it wouldn't stink. So, yeah. <laughs> Comic books are dangerous to mice. Let's see. Um, oh, I have a pedantic moment. <laughs> Let me call this up. i got to call this up because, you know, you, you can't do a pedantic moment without the sounder, can you? And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well, <laughs> we'll see how good it is. Uh... Uh, I uh, I was I was tagged on this in uh, my uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, my friend Tim spotted this and he and he and he posted it on my page because he you know I don't know just have a little fun with me and it's uh, it's it has to do with masks and it's it's using the uh, uh, one of the end scenes of uh, the movie. Uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, and it's the it's the sequence in which uh, uh, Luke had Luke and his father had defeated the Emperor, and Luke, but 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 Darth Vader, uh, that's Luke's father, um, got pretty messed up in that, and you know, no thanks in part, at least in small part, to Luke himself, who cut off you know Vader's hand and beat the heck out of him with the lightsaber, but then realized no I'm not joining the dark side and then the emperor you know did the rest and anyway so Luke is 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 is, is carrying his his father to a transport to get him off the the exploding death star and and it's just it's too late and this little you know the scene is where Darth, you know Vader says to Luke you know take off my mask and Luke says but you'll die and he says well I want to look on you with my own eyes that thing so he takes off the mask well we're I'm sent this uh, what's called this this particular art form is called uh, fumetti. I think that's how you say it. Fumetti. It's uh, F-U-M-E-T-T-I. I think that's how you spell it. Uh, it's it's very popular in Italy. It's it's kind of a comic book, but it's photographs with uh, the word balloons and and the narration boxes and all that within it. So you have photographs of people doing things, and then you have uh, the word balloons around it. Um, laid out like a comic book page, except it's not drawings; it's photographs. And it's popular in Italy, but uh, the the uh, National Enquirer, no, no, National Lampoon used to do them. And uh, so anyway, so this that's that's what this is. It's 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 a little fumetti thing with the the first picture is is Darth Vader. You're looking over Luke's shoulder, and you see Darth Vader's mask, and he's saying, "Luke, help me off, help me take this mask off." And then this uh, reverse shot uh, where you see Luke's face, and he's looking concerned and he says but you'll die and then it cuts back to looking at vader and vader is saying i have a letter from my lawyer i have rights so, you know just take the mask off you'll die without the mask the only thing is <laughs> and this is my pedantry now i i managed to to uh not be pedantic for uh, about 15 minutes <laughs> uh, my first comment was shall i be pedantic and i said not this time and I, I left it. But then 15 minutes later, I said, oh, all right. <laughs> Warning pedantic moment ahead. And then I, uh, uh, I quote what I think Darth Vader would be saying at this moment. <clears throat> Luke, I wear the mask to protect you, 
but you're not wearing a mask because you're a selfish asshole who cares only about himself. So take off my mask so I can cough in your effing face. <laughs> See, it's that we wear the mask to protect others, not ourselves. Although there is a little protection for us, which is what I learned from Z Dog MD. But that's yeah. <laughs> Just wear a mask. Okay. Uh, what's next? What time is it? Okay, okay. Oh, I'm, it's time for my next break. So why don't I just take that? I went a little long in the first segment, so I'll take the break here for the second segment. So uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall return after this break. Got new dreams. So I got new dreams. Got new dreams, and I'm gonna make them real. We'll all be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Hi, this is Pete Townsend of The Who. I just want to say that the United States Air Force is a great place to be, a great place to learn a space-age skill and serve your country too. The aerospace team, that's where all the breakthroughs are. See your United States Air Force recruiter. Find out how you too can fly the skies, reach for the moon, and touch the stars in the United States Air Force. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. We give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, um, have you ever had this happen to you? It seems to happen to me fairly frequently. You, uh, okay, this is what happens. And I, I know it doesn't happen every time, uh, but it, it's, it's weird how it happens. Okay. Uh, what am I talking about? I'm talking about if you're listening to talk radio or you're listening to a podcast. And it usually it happens uh, uh, to me when I'm in the car. Uh, but, but it can happen just listening on the headphones. It can happen there too. Um, you're listening to somebody talking. They're talking about a book or a movie or a particular person or something. They're talking about something specific. And they're raving about it, saying how great it is, or they're saying how terrible it is, or they're saying they're, they're, they're just giving their opinion on this thing. Whatever it is, whatever the specific noun is that they're talking about. Whatever this, and, and 
every word they say is as clear as a bell. You hear leading up, you know, they're they're talking about it. Says, oh, I watched this movie the other night. Uh, it's an old movie. You know, black and white. Uh, it's great cinematography. The acting was fantastic. The the had some interesting camera movements and and setups and and uh, the costume design was fantastic. The art direction just amazing. And the script, the story was so compelling, and it was just fabulous. Oh yeah, it was great. And the movie's called Modern Boom Boom. Oh, and it stars Dawson Pinter. And it, let me tell you, and it was directed by Humbert and Zimzum. And it was just so great and wonderful. You ever have that happen? They get to the specific thing. Right there, right there. The specific, the name of the movie in this example that I'm giving. I understand everything else they say, but when they get to the name of it, it goes, bah, 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 bah. you know, it's like, I'm sorry, what? What did you say? And it starred Humbert Zimzum. Who? What? What? And, you know, if I'm listening to podcasts, i got to back it up and I try to hear it again. And I I do listen to my podcast at a little bit of a sped-up rate uh, because, I don't know, I, <laughs> I just do. Uh, there are some podcasts that you have to do that. Now, this is not to cast any aspersions, uh, is that the word? Not to cast any badness on this particular podcast. It's a wonderful podcast. It's really well done. The 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 research is fantastic. The uh, they they have sort of a uh, they'll have guests come on and read uh, parts of people's autobiographies. So, you know to play characters in their sort of you know and it's great. It's about it's about movies. It's about Hollywood. Uh, and it's it's called You Must Remember This. And it's uh, hosted by Karina Longworth. She produces it. She she writes it. She's the host of it. And she talks very deliberately as she does her show. You know, she that's how she talks. And if you listen to it at full speed, at the regular speed, it's going to be... Uh, <laughs> but that's just that's the way she cho she delivers it that maybe that that that's how she can do it so that there's you know doesn't trip over words and doesn't get the script all screwed up or something like me it's just the way just the way she does it maybe she should perverse it that's that's it, it's there's nothing wrong with the podcast it's just I listen to it at 1.5 and that feels normal it doesn't feel super slow Okay, but that's not the thing I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when you're listening to somebody talking about a movie or a book or something, and they get to the specific name, they get to the title, they get to the person's name, and they say it, and it's for some reason it's just it's just gobbledygook. What? What did you just say? And you gotta go back and listen to it again. I gotta slow it down. I gotta if, what? What? Does that happen to you? Does it drive you crazy like it does me? <laughs> it's just. It's one of those things. It's one of those things that just can't help but but bother me. Um. All right. Lately, we've been having a, a, you know, a sea change in America. Um. I, I I'm I talked about Black Lives Matter uh, in the past, and you know in the in the in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd at the hands of uh, Minneapolis police officers, or should I say the knee of a particular Minneapolis police officer, 
uh, has uh, really resonated more. It's like it's like the second wave of Black Lives Matter seems to have found a more receptive audience. The first time through, you know, it's there's still people pushing back on it. There's still people saying, you know, and so, and this point was made on the social media. There's still people that when they hear Black Lives Matter, their knee-jerk reaction is, well, all lives matter. And I know I've made this point before. I said, well, yes, but that's what we're saying when we say Black Lives Matter. We are saying that. Um, but the thing is, right now, we, 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 we need to recognize that black lives haven't mattered as they should. And that's why we have the phrase, black lives matter. And they have a certain... Um, you know, platform of things that they would like to see changed in America, and I said there's a but there's a sea change happening because there are more Americans in the majority that are understanding this and are listening and learning, and and you know hopefully there'll be some true positive change going forward. But you somebody had pointed this out on the, on the social media that. Uh, uh, how you ever notice when somebody says blue lives matter, meaning cops, cops lives matter. When somebody when somebody puts that up, it doesn't get pushed back on saying, well, all lives matter. It's only when you say black lives matter you get the all lives matter pushback. You don't get it when somebody says blue lives matter. Well, well, all lives matter. Which if I see somebody do a blue lives matter thing on my Facebook, I'm going to respond by, well, all lives matter. Except we've you know, as I've dem uh, as I pointed out recently, uh, when when the COVID deniers uh, point out that well, you know, uh, most of the people dying from this are old people in nursing homes. Well, I guess old people in nursing homes don't their lives don't matter, right? And uh, and now with the you know, well, most of the people dying of this had a pre-existing condition. Oh, I guess uh, people with pre-existing conditions don't matter. Their lives don't matter, right? Is that what you're saying? Because that's, you know, if you don't realize that's what you're saying, that's what you're saying. But along with this sea change from the, at this time with the, with the Black Lives Matter, is that we're, you know, the, the Confederate flag, I know, pedants out there, and I'm one, will say, well, that's not, exa that's not the Confederate flag. It's uh, the battle flag or a specific battle flag, you know, the stars and bars thing, you know what I mean. It was on the roof of the General Lee car in the Dukes of Hazard show, which I never watched as a kid. I just I never understood the appeal. <laughs> just, no, I just I didn't I didn't make sense to me. But anyway, I'm just saying, just didn't appeal to me. And so you know that that has been you know Na uh, NASCAR said okay we're not allowing that anymore. We're not we're not flying it at any of our tracks. We're not you know we're done with that. And I think some more states are now looking at taking it off of their state emblems and things like that. So it's changing. You know, this is happening. You've seen the Aunt Jemima character. Uh, Quaker Oats has said that we're done. We're retiring that character. We realize she was rooted in racism, and that doesn't. It's not. That's not the image that we want to have put out there. Um, so we're seeing these changes. The Washington Redskins are now going to change their name, the name of their team. They're going to change it. Uh, and and somebody's I guess there's a suggestion out there to call it the uh, um, uh, 
the Washington Red Tails, which the Red Tails was a, a nickname for a um, an African American fighter squadron. I think that's if, if I have it right. Which would be that'd be kind of cool. Um, now the Onion, the satirical newspaper and website, they have a, a sports section. They came up with one. You know, they have these great headlines. Their headlines are fantastic, and they came up with a, a just a great little uh, great bit on this with the Redskins changing their names. Is the headline was the Washington Redskins changed name to the D.C. Redskins. <laughs> See, it's still. It's funny. So, okay, so again, we're seeing a shift. We're seeing a change. And lots of statues to Confederate heroes are being taken down. I mean, why are we having statues to traitors to this country? That doesn't make sense to me. And they're losers. You know, take them down, put them in the loser wing of the history museum, you know, just put them in the loser wing, right next to Hitler and... Uh, uh, Mussolini and and Tojo and the Minnesota Vikings. You just put them in the loser wing, and there you go. You know, so here and then explain the history and why they're losers and all that. Um, you know, and it it, it would have been it would be better if uh, 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 if if the taking down of these statues was done in more of a uh, more of an official capacity than these this non-official capacity with crowds coming out and taking them down or sneaking over and taking them down and things because some statues have been either defaced or taken down of people that were actually abolitionists <laughs> were union uh, um, heroes so it's a little confusion there so if it was a more regulated official way of taking these things down, it would make more sense. Uh, but then there's been the uh, I don't know if this was uh, how 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 serious this threat was, but there's the idea of taking down statues of Jesus uh, from the public square and from, you know, it's just like, we should do that. And, and because the Jesus is not depicted the way, you know, Jesus would have looked. Now you remember almost 20 years ago, I think it was in 2002 that popular mechanics of all magazines had put together a, a, a computer digitized image of what Jesus, if he had existed, which he may have, may not have, I don't know. But if he had existed, what would he have looked like? Now, it's not going to be exactly what the man would look like, but it would be a, an approximation of what that person would look like. I had an artist friend of mine trying to find a way to uh, justify the, the, the Northern European Jesuses, the Jesus uh, 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 depictions that we've been seeing in, in film and in statues on the altars of churches in their stained glass windows and paintings uh, in the house and in people's houses and you know and like the, there was a the, the TV series in the 70s good times there was an episode there where um, uh, um, Jimmy Walker the kid junior he plays junior in there you know kid dynamite and uh, he's his character's an artist and he does a painting of a black Jesus and, and there's this whole thing about, well, there's this thing in Revelations that indicates that maybe Jesus was black. And, and Junior paints him that way. Uh, but Mom wants her portrait of Jesus that, that's been in the family the whole time, you know, the red-headed, bearded, white Jesus, 
this is the only this is the Jesus that's been in my family. This is the Jesus I know. And she says, well, okay, we can put the other one up next to him for a little bit, but you know, and that's the whole story. But it's that's not what Jesus would look like. So this artist friend of mine tries to to say, well, you know, uh, cultures uh, through the past have uh, depicted Jesus in the you know what was culturally appropriate to their time, to their people, whatever. It's just just kind of. That's what they would do. And I told them, so, yeah, well, okay, maybe, but now we know better. <laughs> you see, we, we know that had there been a 33-year-old man living in that part of the world 2,000 years ago, approximately, having been born there, having been, ra you know, been born Jewish, uh, having been raised in that culture, ra you know, and 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 you know, born in that part of the world, he, we we know he would not look like Mac. Uh, he would not look like Jeffrey Hunter, or Willem Dafoe, or Max von Sydow, the blonde Jesus. <laughs> These were actors that all played Jesus. He wouldn't look like them. The Jim Caviezel Jesus in in Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ was was tried to make him at least look closer to what he might have looked like. But Popular Mechanics shows this Jesus, and he's got brown skin, brown eyes, black hair, cut a certain way, a black beard, grown to a certain length. You know, that he, he would reflect, that Jesus reflected what he would probably have looked like. And, you know, so so I, I suggested that um, that... Uh, all the depictions of Jesus that we have now, all the churches, all switch out their Jesuses, you know, the ones hanging on the cross above the, the altar, they switch them all out to look like that popular mechanics Jesus. You know, to look like that, you know, like he came from that part of the world. To look like that kind of, that, that, that have that complexion, have that hair color, have that eye color and have you know have that look he could still have the swimmer's body that's pendulette's joke about jesus jesus has a swimmer's body he could still have the swimmer's body but he would look like he was from the middle east i wonder how the congregation would react if jesus was changed to that and there's an image that's uh, out there on the internets that shows uh, these five Dudes that you know dress up like they they want to be in the military but aren't you know but couldn't get in it. <laughs> Maybe they could. I don't know. Maybe they were in the military. And but you know you know the guys the ones that were showing up on the steps, demanding that the that the country reopen because of the shutdown, the quarantine. The ones that broke first. The ones that were going to sur be survivalists, prepare for everything. The prepper guys. They were you know I got stuff in my bunker and I've got enough. But they were the first guys to break under the quarantine. You know you know those guys. All right. Well, they got five of these guys standing around a statue of Jesus outside of a church, and they're going to protect that Jesus. I wonder if they'd be as protective if the Jesus on that statue didn't look like he was from Northern Europe. I wonder. There's a cool thing that uh, you should check out. Uh, uh, a video showed up on the Facebook of, uh, um, it's in portrait format. Uh, I know, it would be so, it would look so much better if it was in landscape. It would look so much better. 
so much more information would be coming to our eyes than what we get in the video but for what it is it does okay and you know it's and I can't and again I, I try to remind myself don't blame the person that's making the video because it's easy to hold the camera that way you blame the people that make these devices the company that make these devices that don't have video default to landscape no matter what way you hold your, that camera you're, you're making landscape video doesn't matter you know hold it hold it in portrait you know hold it that way hold it at an angle hold it in the landscape way you always get a landscape image they can do it there are apps out there that can do it so blaming the person because it's easy it's just easy to say have the camera boom so this young this woman who uh, was at a store I don't know where she was uh, in the in, in America but I'm pretty sure it's in America she's 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 gotten out to her car and she starts videotaping <laughs> uh, the, uh, the 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 incident and she says I was just attacked by birds well no no she wasn't and you know she's not the only one that's having this thing happening to him but she kind of talks like she is um, although she does acknowledge there's another person in the parking lot okay there's this parking lot of a supermarket filled with cars and filled with hundreds maybe even thousands of birds now the video all says that they're crows but to me it didn't look like crows they looked a little too slender to be crows I consulted with my friend who is as far as I'm concerned an expert in birds he would say he's not but he's he is as far as I'm concerned and I asked him are these crows <laughs> and he said they look more like grackles um, there's a thing that birds that certain birds do you know the flocks of birds that they'll do and it's called murmuration and that's where they all gather together it's like hundreds thousands of them will gather and they'll fly and they'll move around and they'll move as a group almost like a school of fish and they'll move around they won't be smacking into each other and they they make all these cool patterns in the air and all that well apparently that's what's going on here in this video and it's I've read that it could be starlings. Uh, grackles was also a bird that uh, um, was said to do this. And so my friend said grackles. So I'm going to take his word that that's what they are. And, and another reason why I didn't think they were crows was because they weren't making any cawing sounds. Nothing at all. They just You could hear the birds landing on her car and everything. So what you're seeing is she's, she's, she's videoing this. And there's just hundreds and hundreds of birds that are just flying around this parking lot. They're landing on cars. They're landing on the on the parking lot itself. They're on the on the building, and they're just moving around. They go at the camera that she's holding, and they 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 fly around. And it's just it's and some there's one person that walks through the parking lot back to their car, and she says, "Oh, look at that guy walking." And and you know it's like it's you know people say, "Oh, it's a scene from the birds," but the thing is, no, the birds aren't harming anybody they're not attacking anybody but they're just they're doing this thing and i hope i can i can link to the video that you can see it when you check the show notes go to dimland.com click on the show notes and 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 hopefully you'll be able to i'll be able to link it so you can see it it's a facebook link so you have to have a facebook account i guess to be able to see it i think so but i'll i'll link to it and you you do the rest and uh, so i posted that up and just, uh, i didn't know the term murmuration so a friend of mine that i went to art school with uh, he he commented in there. He lived in Texas for a while, and he says it's it, like clockwork. Every spring or something, he said uh, at some store in there in that parking lot, the birds would gather and do this. And he says it's called murmuration. And so it's really, really cool to see this thing happen. It's really a cool thing. Uh, I hope you've had at least something, uh, at least one thing cool happen for you uh, this week. 
Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Yep, got to the end of another show. Um, this, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to, to be patient, to wash your hands, to keep your distance, uh, stay home as much as possible, wear a goddamn mask, and to sleep with the lights off. And be skeptical on that extraordinary claims thing. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. <laughs>